0: Welcome to Cinema Talk at the Wisconsin Film Festival. I'm Mike King, senior programmer for the festival, and our guest on this episode is the director Julian Faroe, whose new documentary, The Witches of the Orient, is screening in our 2021 festival. The film introduces us to the Japanese women's volleyball team of the 1960s, who utterly dominated the sport on their way to winning the Olympic gold medal in 1964. As demonstrated in his visionary documentary, John McEnroe, In the Realm of Perfection, Faroe has a genius for repurposing archival footage in new ways. The Witches of the Orient brilliantly intercuts a wide array of source material, training films, transcontinental broadcasts, and most memorably, clips from vintage anime fictionalizing the team's journey. Given his talent for creating new works from existing materials, it comes as no surprise that Faroe works as an archivist at the Institut National du Sport in Paris. His 2013 documentary, A New Look at Olympia 52, begins with a passage of narration that beautifully captures the value of film archives, saying, The cemeteries full of forgotten films are like sanctuaries. Each film has its own soul, the soul of the individual who directed it, and the souls of all who saw it, lived with it, and dreamt about it. When a film falls into oblivion, our task as custodians is to bring it back to its rightful place because in these places, films which have vanished and which no one remembers carry on living, awaiting the day when they'll be resurrected and see the light of day once more. Here's my conversation with Julian Ferreau. Julian Faroe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So The Witches of the Orient stands out for its really exciting use of archival footage. And I'm wondering when you're making a film like this that's based on repurposing existing footage, is there a moment when you realize that you have enough for a film? Like, was there a certain uh, piece of film that you saw and a light bulb went off, and you were like, "Oh, I think I have something here"?
1: Yeah, you're correct. Um, first, there is the subject, uh, mm-hmm. so you have to f- to, to to find um, uh, something that really thrill you and create this desire to make a film. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, it all starts, I would say, a dozen years ago. Uh, when a, a former um, French volleyball trainer came to me with a 60-millimeter reel, and um, we watched together the film. It was actually uh, a Japanese film made um, just after the, uh, the Olympic Games of uh, Tokyo 1964. It was a technic- um, kind of instructional or technical film on volleyball, and... So I discovered for the first time the the existence and of of the witches of the Orient and I was stunned by the the routine uh, the their training routine the the speed of their drills the um the intensity of their uh, practice so um the more I knew about them the more my desire uh, um, to make a film on them uh, grew and um as you mentioned I really like the story uh, about um, this group group of women, especially because of uh, this uh, very Japanese dimension and the fact that uh, this national team, in fact, were um, not a selection made from a selection of the best players of the country, but they were all uh, lived and worked and trained in the same uh, textile factory and uh i thought it was uh pretty unusual and so the the subject was was the first um um thing that ignites the the whole um project and um and you mentioned the the, the, the materials that um uh, in my in my use of the uh, in the way i make, i made film i always uh, like to to play and uh with uh, footage and um, to do like kind of mashup, up and um, I really like editing. So uh, I had this first um, Japanese film, and uh, soon after I, re- I discovered the wonderful uh, f- work of um, Sh- Nobuko Shibuya, uh, who-, who made the, um, the Price of Victory, which is a short film um, made in 1964. It was uh, a screen at uh, Cannes Festival uh, in the short uh, section, and it's a wonderful film that you saw in the, um, in, the in my film. Um, the very colorful with this, uh, it was shot in, in thirty-five millimeters, and uh, from from this point, um, I, I really knew that have um, a wonderful um, material to to yeah to tell this uh, this story and of course the the, the anime was mm-hmm. um, really um uh, came very early in um in the project and um because when i when i watched the, um this very first uh, um sequence of of their training um i mentioned that i was stunned by their uh intensity by by the speed of their drills but it's also rang a bell um, and uh, it reminds me uh, of, of the of the anime I used to watch uh, when I was a kid in, on, on French TV. So in the 80s, in, uh, in the whole Europe, uh, we have the first uh, wave of Japanese anime in, in, in French uh, TV uh, as well. And I discovered uh, one one of the famous and the most popular uh, of this um, Japanese anime was, uh, in France, uh, Jeanne et Serge. But uh, the, the original uh, title was uh, Attacker U. It was made in uh, 1984. And it really looks like uh, the original uh, footage I, I watched. So, uh, it was a real... Um, um, it was really something because you know in France and in Europe, everybody knows about Atakayu, but nobody knows that uh, it was uh, inspired by a true story so wow. it was really a revelation, something i say well I have now I have a subject, so I have um, the training uh, footage the um, the price of victory and and all these anime that, is, that are actually avali- available. So mm-hmm. I thought now I have enough to to do a film.
0: Great. And in addition to all these uh, materials you're putting together, you also tracked down uh, some of the players who are still living and were introduced to them in this sort of scene, you know, circling around a table, feels like Reservoir Dogs or something. Uh, were you, you know, can you talk about getting them on board with this project?
1: Yeah you know when you when you when you like making films when you are a cinephile um I think you always um reconsider the way you you are making film uh, for each project and for each uh, subject you you have to to match your subject with a um, with a a new form a, a new way to to tell this particular story so in this case uh when I start my research and start reading um, articles or, um, from from the period, fr- from the 60s, but also um, studies, more uh, recent studies, by um, many American um, um, studies and gender studies about women and reconstruction in Japan. And so I, I really feel the, the lack um, of uh, testimony. Uh, I, I was looking for um the players um story and uh, and testimony and it really um uh yeah i, I really want you to to feel uh, to feel in this uh, this gap this uh, this um this lack of of, of the players uh, uh point of view so for the first time because my previous film were uh, more um made uh, from footage um Almost um, exclusively um, mm-hmm. made from footage, with footage and for the first time i didn't use any uh, uh, voiceover mm-hmm. and um, and the shooting is is uh, maybe um, more more pre- is actually more present than uh, it used to be in, in, in my previous film absolutely and and, and this is this is because uh, I feel really uh, a need a need to um, to meet the players and to have their own um i want them to to tell the story uh so i, I choose just to get yeah, to to meet them and and just um give her the 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 opportunity to uh to speak for himself for themselves and not to add um new commentaries um after uh, commentaries you know because mm-hmm. this, this i think the subject was a bit tricky uh because of this um relationship between the, between uh, our trainer and uh, mm-hmm. and her the the, the fact that uh, we we live in um, in particular circumstances uh about the, the of course the me too um situation but also in sports there is uh, there's a lot of uh, of issue and trials in in uh, in every country but especially in Japan um in, in judo or in baseball. They had many um, big, um, um, big issues about um, harassment and, and mistreatment, mistreatment in, in such sports. So I, I thought um, I, I really read some strange and, and misunderstandings uh, about Westerners, about uh, uh, their trainer, Daimatsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, nicknamed uh, Demon, the Demon coach. By um, Sports Illustrated or Life Magazine, and I thought I don't have to to yeah to to comment or judge it. Uh, um, I just want them to to tell us uh, about their own story.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's really striking, you know, seeing here giving the, you know shifting the focus from him to the players um, that you've done in this movie compared to the previous coverage that we see in the film. Um, this film has a really wonderful sense of freedom, you know, uh, stylistically, because you know, you incorporate all of this footage that you've accumulated in inventive ways, but you also use stuff that's only tangentially or barely related to volleyball. For instance, there's that opening cartoon or there's the satellite kind of sequence towards the end. Can you talk about your process of incorporating other kinds of, uh, footage into the story?
1: well uh I work uh step by step and sometimes the the choice or the use of of a material is not only um a matter of um, intention or or um of desire but sometimes it's just um, um a, a, for a very a basic um or technical uh, need mm-hmm. So for the very first uh, for the opening well right um, I'm in charge of a film collection, and i I, I was part of, um, of a congress of the Fiaf Congress uh, years ago the the, the Federation of um, Film archives and uh, we have um, a symposium on, on anime and I remember watching a wonderful um, early uh, Japanese anime. And uh, I, I knew about uh, the yokai and the kami's um, pr- presence in, in very early anime. And I thought it was interesting to introduce um, this uh, witch's uh, dimension, because I really like the fact that uh, they were nicknames uh, in such... Um, with, with this uh, very colorful uh, nickname. mm mm-hmm. And it just um, um, pre um, yeah it just it be, before it was uh, um, um, it be, before it became a, a manga and, and, and after uh, an anime, they, from the start they were they were not only real only mm-hmm. real people. they were all, from the start they were special um, and uh, supernatural uh, people. so yeah. I really like that. And so I I, I was uh, looking for a nice um, early anime and I really like this sequence because it also so there is a uh, this uh, samurai that uh, c- came in a in a castle and and tried to to save a, a poor um beautiful woman which is captured and she's in the posture uh, of a victim and she's also very beautiful and finally, she becomes uh, early and old, and she she uh, she beat uh, the the samurai. So I really like the um, the inversion of uh, who is the um, the usual um, um, male figure with um, um, st- strength and 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 courage. And and I, I really like also the the double. Um, you know, there there is two layer for me. There is which is um, um, dimension, but there is also the fact that uh, this uh, young girl became old, and uh, and um, I'm gonna, uh, you're gonna see um, the players now in their uh, 17 or or in their 80s. So mm-hmm. I really think that it was interesting also to to uh, to meet um, the player now. So. Um, with the time past. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and for the satellite, um, and for, so, so satellite was, I think, uh, something, um, important to, just to, um, to have, uh, um, access to, uh, to, to the historical, um, historical context, because it was the very first, uh, live broadcasting mm-hmm. experiments, um, this uh, satellite was launched by by the us uh in august 1964 for for the exact purpose of of the olympic games so i really liked the fact that um, it was uh, and in, in fact for nhk and for all the japanese broadcasters it was uh, a hit because uh, the the amount of uh, of viewers was uh, fantastic and um, i think it's um their historical uh, record at uh, the, the it's the hugest just uh, amount of uh, viewers and uh, they never beat uh, I think it's uh, more than uh, 90% of the of the spectators that watched the uh, the final so uh, the the fact that it was broadcast and, and also yeah the the this satellite syncom uh, 3 um was um was the, the, the subject of, a, of an instructional film mm-hmm. uh, and it was animated. So it, it really, um, it fits uh, with the whole program of my film for, for sure. And so I'll just end the, the, the question with the um, sometimes the technical use or the basic use. And I really like it because when you make a film, you have to face many issues and you don't have all the footage you you. you you expect you don't you can't do whatever you want this is a documentary so you have just to to do what um you, you can't uh, uh yeah this is a reality and real fact so um you don't have all the freedom you you can have with uh feature films with fiction uh, and w- my use of anime was really um my first use was um, feeling uh, some missing uh, missing image uh, and when I tried to to tell a story of the the final of the tenu- the, the world championship in nineteen sixty two in Moscow I had in, in the collection uh, I, I'm in charge of um, a Russian film and a French film but it was very short and the rally some some rallies were were um, badly editing and I really missed the the end of the beginning of of the rally and i i need to uh, so i need to to find uh, how how can fill, fill in the gap and and I just put uh, the anime and it was um so so much alike the the, the footage that it really re- uh, works well but it, re- it was really um a technical need and and i just uh, uh i just did what uh what I can because I have I don't have uh, all the footage I need.
0: Well, I mean, but what you've accomplished really heightens the uh atmosphere of the film. Um and you know, broadening out, I guess a bit, it you know, watching your movies, I think about how athletes would seem to be some of the most thoroughly photographed people in the world, you know, like they're always on camera for games and things like that and interviews. Yet the sports documentary in general fits into a very narrow or rigid kind of a style. You don't feel like there's as much possibility as you seem to have found there. You've kind of broken free from this. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your relationship, I guess, with the sports film documentaries in general?
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad you mentioned uh, this because, uh, yeah, maybe I am um, I make film as uh, frustrated um uh spectator and, and viewer <laughs> um first of all you know uh when you are a filmmaker or a, a musician and um you you want to to do it for a living and to create um film or a piece of music this is very hard to find your own way you want to uh, to pay um, tribute to 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 the ones uh, that you that you like, so it's it's okay. But you you don't want to do the same, and uh, you have to to find something new, and it's quite difficult because there is so many proposition, so many um, artist, artistical offers. When I started uh, to work at the French Sport Institute, I was in charge, and I'm still in charge of the film collection. I really feel that it was uh, an opportunity because, uh, as you mentioned, sports films are very, um, are, uh, most of the time they are um, following very um, TV broadcasting types and they, are, uh, they don't um, um, expect um, much than just telling uh, sports stories, but they just forget to, to make a film. They think that the subject is, um, is the whole thing, and mm-hmm. um, you don't have to think of the of the form. You don't have to, to think of a film, and this is not my case because I really uh, I have too much um, respect. I have too much respect and, and love for cinema, so uh, I really want to to do something um, with the subject. And don't forget that this is not a. A book this is not a comment this is a film so i have to to do with the um, with the uh, possibilities offered by this medium which is cinema which is in an, an audio visual um expression so um i thought it was a kind of uncharted uh territory mm-hmm. uh so uh yeah i just grabbed it and before um uh before i uh, I, I was in charge of this uh, film collection. I never really thought of um, of me as a filmmaker. I was a cinephile, but um, I, I probably f- uh, thought that it was out of reach. My parents were not in the field, so I, was, uh, um, I watched many, many movies, and uh, and I have this chance to live in Paris, and this is the, the best place on earth because we have many, many independent theaters, and you can watch... Um, a bunch and, and a lot of uh, of American film um, of the um, of the I don't know. You can, you, every week in Paris, you can watch uh, retrospective of uh, Howard Oakes, of uh, Nicholas Ray, of uh, Ernst Lubitsch, Billy Wilder. Mm-hmm. So I watch many films, and I've never thought of uh, of me as a as a filmmaker. And when I came. Um, to the french sport institute because i was also um i really loved sports and I, I did many sports at that time i thought well maybe it's an opportunity and let's let's try something new and let's play with the the footage and i really thought that i was a kind of um fox in the hen house
0: <laughs> great um and, a, and a, one place where your sensibility really comes to the fore foregrounded is the music that you use. You know, your McEnroe movie sort of announces itself with this roaring Sonic Youth song, and we quickly realize this is not, you know, ESPN. And here in this Witches of the Orient, you use Portis Head, and you have new music by the guy from Granddaddy. You like to let footage play out with music kind of at length without commentary, and becomes hypnotic. Can you talk a bit about your approach with music, how you um, associate these tracks with what you're putting together.
1: Sure. So once again, um, a new subject, a new film, so a new need to to think of um, of music uh, in a different way. And uh, the fer- the very first um, test in editing um, with music for the film uh, was the sequence of hard training. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 10 years ago i uh, when i when i get when i got the the footage from from um, the french uh, volleyball trainer um i really want to to play with the the footage because it was uh, so much like the the anime so i i tried this first mashup with the and um the, the ping pong um editing with anime and and the real footage so i i have a need uh, had a need for um for music to um to link it to for for technical use because when you you do do, uh, such uh editing you uh you can't have um a a continuity of the sound so and it was a coincidence but um D- during this uh, first uh, editing test and 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 play because uh, I would say it's uh, very joyful and playful for me. Uh, Potshed was releasing um, their third album called mm-hmm. uh, Third, and uh, from from the first um, listening, uh, I was uh, stuck by one of the, one of the track. Which was a uh, name uh, entitled uh, "Machine Gun," mm-hmm. and um, it was really um, close to the to the to the sequence with the the ball throwing of the of the of the trainer. So I thought the the sound of the of the um, analog synth was really um, fits the, the sequence, and of course the the voice of uh, Beth Gibbons, which I love. Because of her uh, female voice and um, the force, and also the weakness of her voice, I think it was so much um, was thrilling. And and for for this very um, special sequence, when uh, you watch uh, those players almost uh, faint and um, getting so exhausted by by their practice routine, I was really impressed by by the, um, the mix-up. Um, of the of these three uh, elements the footage the, the anime and the music and mm-hmm. because i i didn't want this time a voiceover uh the shooting sequence where um dubbing with the player's testimony and the footage um in the t v broadcasting where um is always they always add a voiceover that just explains what you are actually watching. So there is no um real purpose and real uh, need to to had a voiceover in this case, so I thought that music could be uh my my voiceover this time because I think it 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 brings uh, not only um a sense of uh, of drama of uh, of 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 emotion but also um um content and um this um this use of uh, analog synth, I think it really uh, relevant of, uh, of Japan, this kind of uh, ritual, futuristic music uh, really fits well with, the, um, with my subject. And so the, this uh, analog synth, because of the port the uh, machine gun was really um, um, pleasing and, and I think it, it fit well. The, the rest of the music was um, following the same path and um maybe the the last um comment on, on the music is also the, the the um the the use of um of uh, jason little from from mm-hmm. Granddaddy. uh wh- when i watched um the sequence from the i o c uh, at the end of the final so the um, japan is uh, is winning um the final game and so the the olympic the first olympic gold gold medal so this is a very special moment and when I watch the trainer uh that is stayed on this uh it's a kind of bench and it seems very uh sad given yeah. um um really uh, congrats uh, anyone. He's just uh, hiding himself because they, he don't want uh, people to, to see that he's crying, actually. He's, uh, there is a teardrop and he's just very... Um, well, it's kind of hi-
0: reminiscent of the end of the McEnroe movie, even though he won yeah. and McEnroe lost, but they're still like alone, you know, in yeah, this yeah, big sure. moment. Exactly,
1: yeah. And, and this time I was... Um, but the, in in this time, the, it's the winner. Right. But the winner uh, looks like uh, something... Some, someone that is losing something and of course he is losing something because you know that this is the end mm-hmm. of a long journey of a long um uh, commitment with the players and he's gonna lose it and so he's he's happy but he's very pride proud of course but he's also a bit sad and i thought that this um this mix of 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 joy and sadness um really uh, looks like uh, jason little um, music and mm-hmm. i thought that jason little was he's never uh, dark or um too very sad but it it's called uh, basically um, the nostalgia the melancholia mm-hmm. so i asked him uh if he if he, he were um okay to to make a piece of music and um, and uh, hopefully, he, he accepted it and he, he find it. Uh, uh, and he did this wonderful um, song because it was not. Once again, you, you mentioned, and and I really appreciate it, and and I thank you for, for your invitation and for your to to. To point out that uh, my work is not uh, the ESPN uh, type uh, of of film, of course. Uh, you know, in documentaries, the use of music is... Because it's a very low budget, um, most of the people just use... Um, I don't know the English name, but we, in French we said the Meta Music. You know, you have... Um, you have music, you, you pay just uh, the length you need, but you mm. don't know much about uh, the author or who made this music. Library music, I think. Yeah, know. library music. Yeah. Thank you. And... Um, and of course for documentaries very uh, rare to have uh, songs because uh, Jason little is singing mm-hmm. in this uh, track and uh, so so the 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 um, the, the lyrics is uh, was uh, written and is um, fits the, the sequence so it's very uh, important to me to 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 have a, a song and not not only a, a music um, at this uh, very um, important moment and uh, the climax of the film and as uh, gibbons and jason little by their singing uh, they just um, create my my voiceover they they are they are not only um, um impersonal uh, library music but they are real interpreters that they just um, add something and something very deep and strong uh to to the drama of the of the of the film
0: absolutely so- um, an earlier film of yours begins with a quote from Chris Marker, which is, uh, we tend to express ourselves better through other people's words rather than our own, since this allows us total freedom of choice. And I wonder if this remains a guiding principle for you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and you probably know my, the, yeah, Chris Marker, um, play a, um, a very important role for me because, uh. After watching um, his movies, I, I re- ju- just realized that I could um, uh, make films of my own, and um, it's not only uh, the fact that I, I want to make films like he like he did, but it was the the I don't know why, but uh, I was already a cinephile, but when I watched Chris Marker's film, I just realized that um, maybe secretly uh, the. I have, I had a need to 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 make film and it was just uh revealed by um, when I watched uh, Chris Marker's work so um yeah I, and this uh this wonderful um quote that uh, you mentioned is uh yeah it's it's my my bible and my my guide I really like to to play with um with all the materials and maybe I remember uh, having an, an interview for the in the realm of perfection in, in New York, and because New York is a special place also for me uh, musically, and because it was uh, so so cre- uh, so creative, so it was a real model for for many people in the world. And um, my 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 previous film was um, released by Oscilloscope, mm-hmm. which was uh, a company uh, launched by. Adam Yoch uh, from MCA and I was and I was and I'm still a huge fan of the Beastie Boys and when when I was uh, talking about my work uh, I just discovered something because I really never thought of it before but I also grew up not only with the grunge uh, scene because of course uh, I grew up in the 90s so I was um, in love for all the Seattle uh, scene the pavement nirvana and, and so on but I really I really also was fan of, of hip-hop and mm-hmm. I thought that hip-hop um, uh, use and reuse of samples and I, I, it was the first time that I just realized that I I am maybe a hip-hop uh, filmmaker I really liked um, this um, recreation and reuse of of uh, materials and I think uh, Beastie Boys have uh, this uh, hidden and very uh, uh, deep um, uh, influence on me.
0: Yeah, I could see that now. And you say you know, like this is a Paul's Boutique style of filmmaking, right? Mm. This is so, the best
1: compliment you can, you can make for me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's Boutique film, right?
0: Thank you for joining us today and sharing your movie with us. And hopefully a future one, maybe we could bring you out here, check out our archive and our see some stuff on 35.
1: Yeah. Great. Thank you for invitation. It's very, uh, also, um, pleasing and to, to, to meet some, someone like, uh, like you, that uh, is. uh, um, yeah, that I feel close to your, um, to your explanation and to your question. So thank you also, um, to you. Um, well,
0: I feel close to your movie, so it's great to meet you. Thanks for doing
1: this and hope we can, uh, meet each other somewhere, someday.
0: Absolutely.